0: Good afternoon welcome to the Fontenelle final bell here on the rural radio network i'm susan littlefield yeah we saw a little bit of a dip happen in the livestock side of the trade a little bit more on the feeders side otherwise live and the lean hogs just saw their lower numbers it was kind of a mixed type of field trade on the grain complex but when you look at the uh, the wheat obviously a downside there but it's more focusing on the corn and the beans uh, the beans definitely took a nice jump a lot of things that we're going to take a look at what happened in this market trade today is no surprise we've had six or seven days of higher numbers on these cattle. So a setback today, is it really all that bad? We're gonna find out. And then the big question is what is cash gonna be this week? We're gonna get all those details. As joining me this afternoon is Joe Coima He's with Koima Coima Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. So let's kind of start out with this cattle market. A little red on the screen today, but six to seven days. We've seen some higher numbers. A little breather once in a while in a marathon's okay.
1: Bad hundred percent thanks for having me on uh, today by the way yeah I agree with you hundred percent there um, don't always want uh, to see a market just surge higher without any uh, kind of a, a correction to have and yeah we were we probably went too low uh, a couple of weeks ago and a lot of last week's rally was just to get the market to where cash potentially uh, could could be you know so we get there you know obviously we do have a Disparity uh, between the northern cash and where that uh, was at and the southern cash. So a lot of times uh, the market has a tendency to kind of follow uh, the lower price schematic of that. And that's kind of why you get this market for April hovering around this 168 today. And we did shoot out to a higher level uh, early on, but it's Monday. We have all week in front of us. We don't have any bids to really uh, direct us in which way we can go. So above sixty nine for April was probably a little bit uh, too much uh, for the day. And in a settlement like today where you have a correction, we don't stay on the lows, but we kind of pop back. We also have uh, good forward spread leadership uh, with April just staying where it's at in the back months, taking a little breather there. But it's good to see that uh, market just too much of a run here. Let's back up. Let's have a pause, have it at the beginning of the week. is probably the best thing that we can have there.
0: It was kind of nice to see the, the explosion, shall we say, on social media when we started hearing 170 and even a few above that happening in the, in the upper Midwest. So having said that, what could we see this week? Are we going to hang at that 170 mark or is there a potential for even higher?
1: i would be in the camp um for a potential hire um just just mark me down uh, for that it was a good old auction uh, last week what we saw especially in the north and we even saw the south uh, have it as well they start at 65 and a few let go that way and all of a sudden boom we were at 67 in about a half hour 40 minutes and then we saw you know things happen there uh, in the north last week um 72 73 on some stuff there so it's nice to see that kind of an action and i would say it's hard to have a, a market a cash market just do that and just be done and we're over with and you know if you didn't catch it good luck and move on no that's not how a, a functioning market would be you know we're going to see the show list probably grow a little bit this week just because we saw a five dollar uh, jump in, in in cash market but that doesn't mean those cattle are necessarily ready uh, to go either everybody just wants to you know to be a, a part of the fun all right there but I, I would say that we're, we're going to shoot for higher prices uh this week uh just with uh the, the motion that we had last week and that momentum that we can carry into this week. So mark me down for a little bit better again.
0: Well Joe, I know that there's been some concerns once again about weather, specifically as we look at the Dakotas into into Minnesota, as another heavy snowstorm is set to hit the northern plains, which is not good news for guys that are out there calving, but just in general added extra stress to these cattle.
1: Absolutely. And we're we're gonna see it probably you know what we saw all winter. Uh, that these uh, conditions in the feedlot just deteriorate all the time and we can't get those cattle to get moving uh, or to get growing like we should so that this weight game is, is definitely you're going to continue uh, to be you know lower as as we move forward and we're going to need to see a, you know a, a cycle where we can have a good three or four weeks of, of warmer drier type pattern just to kind of get us out of that so this weight stuff to me is still going to be dropping and the consumer demand is still good enough there we had a nice kill uh, number last week so that tells me that the beef is moving and will continue uh, to, to move so the name of the game for the, the packers here is still to get that, that production number up to where it's going to be at because they can move it still right now we're not too far away from finally getting warm enough outside to go grilling and you know the, the good back-to-back demands uh, that we have uh, coming in may with mother's day and memorial day so there's a lot of That need that probably needs to be brought up here in the next couple weeks as well.
0: Well, as as Brad always mentions, you know Mother's Day is one of your biggest pushes for beef, so it's good to see that the aisles haven't been swapped as of yet. With that coming up here around the corner.
1: Yep, I would agree. That's that's our special there moving uh, forward here. You take out uh, mom, or you go instead of having her cook you the roast, you're going to go out there and get her New York strip steak, basically. So we have the good demand here. Your future is in front of us.
0: What are your thoughts about the hogs? I mean, we had a Thursday afternoon hogs and pigs report. Um, Some revisions, not a lot of excitement there. Is that weighed in or is it continued to weigh in on the trade today?
1: It it feels that way. You know, we're taking it a a, a day at a time right now as far as fundamental uh, news. It's still really not in very good shape um, at all. Uh, But. the uh, report reflected that, that the numbers up front, the 180 and over, which they're dead already, but even the 120 weight category and, and above is still showing some extra numbers, and that kind of snuck up on us uh, to a certain degree, but you're seeing... You know, a little bit of flight to the back months, the last couple days where production is going to be a little bit less back there. So that's where that flight to safety uh, has went. And we, we still have uh, the index funds have a pretty big net short uh, position on uh, for the summer months uh, and whatnot. So it won't take, it wouldn't take much if we can get the right fundamental news to turn this landscape uh, a little bit higher. But like I said, it's going to be one day at a time. Every day write down the numbers for cash and cut out. And we just have to get day by day and, and, and week by week uh, through this. And we do have some seasonals in front of us where this cash market can, you know, take a little bit better bounce higher, you know, so we have all that landscape here in front of us yet. So that's why I'm continuing to say, just take it one day at a time here. It's no fun uh, to go through, but it, to me, there's better, not better prices necessarily, but there's better things to focus on here as we move forward in the next uh, couple of weeks.
0: All right, well, stick around, folks. More is coming up. We got more to look at. We'll switch over to look at the happenings of this grain complex. No surprise, weather is going to be a factor, starting to weigh in there as well. It's a Fontanel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.
1: Hey, Tom, I see a Fontenelle sign there on your North 80. That corn looks pretty good. Well, yeah, my neighbors had good luck with Fontenelle, so I decided to give it a try. They've been around for quite a while? Well, sure have. In the last three seasons, Fontenelle's 15 top-yielding corn products had over a nine-bushel advantage over Pioneer's commercially available leading volume corn products. Wow, that's impressive. I'm thinking I might add some Fontenelle to my farm. Well, just contact your local dealer or go to Fontenelle.com if you want more information. Read and follow pesticide label directions,
0: grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. Welcome back to the Fondale Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield as we're continuing our conversation this afternoon with Joe Coima. We were talking, obviously, the the weather aspect of, of what it means from a livestock perspective with more snow coming in. And Joe, I, I talked to a, a farmer up outside of Brookings, South Dakota this weekend, and he said, I don't think I'm going to get in my field till maybe the 4th of July. Of course, that was a little tongue-in-cheek. But they got snow, and they got more snow that's supposed to come tomorrow, so I think uh, a lot of weather frustrations to our neighbors to the north and the east are going to continue to build
1: yep we got uh we're going to be focusing on all of that stuff here moving forward. A uh, report last week kind of gave us uh, a benchmark of of acres uh but it, it didn't take too long after we saw those those numbers for the market to go from eight cents lower for new crop back to about unchanged on the day and then today got some follow-through with it with maybe some outside um, factors involved with opec um but in in general yeah we're we're at that landscape here where last couple of years man it's yeah a year is 60 70 degrees um but this year is going to be a different story um it's it's a, gonna be a game of you know those that are unfortunate or or whatever too because yeah north of where we are here in sioux center you get 30 miles south of here there's guys that are starting to go a little bit to a certain degree and you get 30 miles north of us and beyond yeah it looks like we're two three four weeks away and, and the market will uh pay attention uh to that but in due time you know we're gonna have to be looking at these 10 to 14 day um forecast models and and kind of dictate whether we have to sell into some of these rallies and for corn or what we have to do so that that's all uh, ahead of us um you know one thing that kind of stuck out to me last week is uh, the the ending stocks not the ending stocks we'll get a visit of that next week uh, but just the stock on hand numbers they actually did shrink them uh, for corn and soybeans um And the market took notice of that, but I was highly encouraged to see the USDA probably do that in that fashion because we know what happened the last three weeks. We've had huge uh, export or flash sales at 8 o'clock coming out every morning, actually some of the the third largest we've ever had uh, for weekly stuff uh, like that. So it still tells me here up front that those that are feeding uh, grains, we, we should definitely still pay attention to any kind of a pullback we have in old crab corn uh, that we should not at least reward ourselves here a little bit moving forward because that is just a complete different scenario than new crop. New crop, we're going to be focused on weather, the lack of weather, whatever, Uh, but this old crop story is not going to change. It's not not going uh, to shift to me at all. I would expect some of those numbers to get smaller for ending stock. So feed needs on any dips here, just kind of encouraging to, to do some business there, whether it's futures calls or some cash options there.
0: Well, I know that there's. We talked a little bit about this during last week's program about who owns the grain at this point, because so many of the elevators have said, when it comes to old crop, their their bins are empty per se, and they're just waiting for farmers to bring it in from the country.
1: Yep, uh, the basis continues um, to get stronger just to try to reel uh, some of that out here, especially in the regional uh, areas and. I don't know if it's necessarily out there or not. There's going to be some, uh, but you still need to get that right price to, to, to pull that stuff out of there. And that's to me is just going to be the name of the game until we get closer to, to July here, uh, basically, because then the market's going to figure out if we can have a sigh of relief that, you know, things went in, okay, and we got a new crop coming, or, or what, I mean, that, so that's, we're staging up until that that point here yet.
0: Well, today is the official start of uh, crop reporting, with, with NAS starting to put out those more uh, widespread uh, weekly crop progress reports. I'm sure not a lot of excitement's going to happen in this first week's report, but that's a true tell sign that spring is here.
1: Yep, we finally saw it. Some guys are more fortunate. Uh, than other uh, than others yeah we're going to be taking a look at that every week here probably not going to pay too much attention for planning delays until we get a few weeks from now then i think it may be more of a story but yeah keep an eye on those those forecast models those 10 days and beyond because that's going to tell you what the market is more intrigued on it's not going to be the stuff next you know this coming three or four days it's going to be out there a little bit further so just keep an eye on that some of that stuff
0: As you look at the the soybeans, what type of pressure are you going to see? I mean, the bean oil has continued to rise on some tightening stocks out there. So is that going to be kind of an influence for the soybean crop in the next week or so?
1: It it could. You know, we're having a little jolt of it. Uh, Today it got to a super low price. So we're going to see some demand coming uh, from that. But I don't know if it's big enough to really flex um, anything out there uh, yet as, as far as, You know, if we plant more bean acres or if that's attractive or if that helps uh, push up uh, the beans. The beans have had, you know, they they got pushed down pretty good, obviously, uh, with that big fund liquidation. But the funds still have a pretty big net long position on. Um, And if there's any disruptions here moving forward, yeah, I I think there's a little bit more here to go. But, you know, a a number for new crop beans to me is probably going to be that 1365,
0: 1380. Good. So what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you?
1: Just give us a call here, uh, 1-800-358-3047. We'd be eager to, to, to talk to you.
0: All right, that is today's Fontenelle final bell. As always, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss not suitable to all investors. And that's the Fontenelle final bell, brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.